Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by Mr. Kyle Dodd, Arizona basketball's favorite person. Hello, Kyle Dodd. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing, Mike? All right, Kyle. So let's uh, we got we're going to talk some ASU, and we're going to talk a lot of the best players in conference history. I'm actually more excited about that than the game, even. But first, Kyle, we got to call you out in a little bit. You drive up to Vegas. You don't fly because you don't necessarily expect ASU to win the conference. That, is, <laughs> that surprised me. <laughs> uh, we just started driving a couple years ago. Just uh, you know, just easier when you when you exit the tournament, which uh, hasn't happened at the end, the last day very often for us. We, uh, it's just easier than getting on the phone and, and trying to figure out flights and all that. So we just get back in the carts and nice four hour, four and a half hour drive. So we, we and Doug Tamro and Tim Healy and a couple other guys, we, we get in the car and, and roll out there. All right. Let's talk Arizona ASU. I lost a very bad bet to, uh, Kyle Dodd last year off the Devin Cambridge, more than a half court shot. Here is essentially the bet that I have to go to an ASU game and I have to wear a Kyle Dodd Jersey, but, 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 but this probably won't be happening this year because Kyle Dodd will not be at the game that I was supposed to show up for this Kyle Dodd. This works out best for both of us. (laughs) I I know, man, I'm, I'm bummed. Uh, that's why I was kind of chirping on Twitter last night, uh, you know, putting the putting the shot out and stuff because I won't have to endure any of the uh, <laughs> any of the grief from the U of A fans this year. My dad's turning eighty on Saturday in Southern California, and I, yeah, it's one of those things, man. I mean, obviously ASU U of A is as good as it gets for me, um, but yeah, family family comes first, and so I gotta I gotta be out there for for pops, and uh, I, I wish uh, wish I was down there to see all my. My Tucson friends, but can't can't make it Saturday. We'll hold it down for you. Don't worry. Um, all right. Now let's talk a little Arizona ASU. Um, Arizona, the teams that Arizona I I worry about are the teams that uh, what? Because let's be honest here, Arizona's had games this year where they've taken teams lightly. They haven't really guarded them, whatever. And it's a bunch of white guys that just shoot three pointers and they don't miss. That really isn't what ASU does. ASU, ASU's pro is, you know, you got a little bit of athleticism. You got a little bit of length. What is the recipe for an Arizona state victory over the Arizona Wildcats, Kyle Dodd? Uh, I think we got to, we have to stay in the, in the rebounding game, to be honest with you. I think we, you know, we've been getting beat on the glass all year. Um, and obviously Arizona's got size and, and really good on the glass. If If we can finish defensive possessions, we really, do a nice job of guarding and, and pressuring the basketball. Um, if we can get stops and finish possessions by securing rebounds, I think we can stay in the game. Um, you know, also it kind of depends on which team shows up on the offensive side. If we can, again, if you're getting stops, we're pretty good in transition, but if we're taking it out of the net, we haven't been a real great half court, uh, offensive team. So, I mean, we've gotten better, but, um, yeah, no, that's been a struggle for us. So, uh, I would, I would anticipate, you know, if, if we're getting stops and getting out on the run, we stay in the game and uh, keep it close. If not, it could be, uh, you know, an, an Arizona win. All right. Now, so you're expecting an Arizona win. No, man, we're going to smash you guys. No, I, no, honestly, I, you know what? I was thinking about this last night. I think uh, we're, we're kind of back to playing better. We went through that tough stretch. Um, I, I think they get the guys are playing confident basketball and, you know, it's a rivalry game. I, I think, I think it'll be a good game. Honestly, I think it's going to be a, a good game. Obviously, Arizona's the uh, 
the standard in the league. And um, I think, you know, it's extremely tough to win in McHale. So I'm not expecting to go down there and win two years in a row. But, uh, you know, I think I think hopefully Arizona State can stay in it and, and make it a game. One thing that Arizona has had some trouble with, especially Umar Ballo, leader of men, is going against um, players with length. Arizona State's got some length down low. Talk a little bit about what Arizona Arizona fans should be looking for there, Kyle Dodd. The, the ones that haven't been uh, privileged enough to watch the vaunted ASU basketball team this year. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's a, it's an athletic team. Uh, and Alonzo Gaffney is a guy that's gotten most of the starts at the five right now where we've been starting the last couple of games, Sean Phillips, who's a seven footer at the five and sliding Gaffney to the four. But, but Zoe's a guy that's extremely long, extremely athletic. And, and to be honest, his, you know, the, the part that's most valuable about him is his length on our press. Cause he can guard one through five and he, he kind of runs the point on the press and he really gives opposing guards problems um, but then at the same time, you know, he does, uh, you know, elevate and, and able to block shots. Um, he gives up a lot of weight to, to, to Ballo. But um, I think, uh, you know, Sean Phillips being back and healthy will take some of that off of him. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, we have an athletic front line, um, a little bit undersized outside of that. We don't have a lot of depth with some, you know, injuries that we've had this year and some guys that just aren't playing. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see, you know, he's a load down there. And, uh, you know, I know he's, it's really interesting because I think, you know, watching Arizona a lot this year and, you know, getting on Twitter and stuff, Ballo's a guy that takes a lot of grief from your fans, you know, yeah, I don't get it. And I, yeah, I don't get it either. And then Gaffney on the other side is the guy that gets hammered the most from our fans. So I right. think that it'll be a, it'll be a fun matchup, uh, for, for fans and, uh, Twitter wise, you know, right. I was remiss, Kyle Dodd, uh, remiss on many things, but this is uh, brought to you. This is Flavoring Fridays. Welcome to the PHNX uh, Wildcats show brought to you by OGs. Shout out to OGs, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head over to OGs Brands uh, to see their full lineup, including their newest gummies, the OGs Naturals, and the big OGs, and find out where you can purchase Kyle Dodd, an OG of the Arizona ASU rivalry, my friends. By the way, I was looking for that clip of uh, Richard Jefferson blocking you. I cannot find this anywhere. Can you help me with this? Uh, I don't know. I probably have it somewhere. Um, yeah, man. I, Kyle, I, if I, you could get me this, you would. Uh, you, this would really go a long way with Arizona fans. One, one of my biggest regrets in, in college basketball, I swear to you when I tell you this, because, I mean, I don't know if, you know, too many people know, know this, but, uh, you know, I didn't show it a lot off a lot in the game. But, I mean, I had a 45-inch vertical. Yeah. I, I jumped out of the gym, and that was my thing in high school. And just, I mean, I was you trying to dunk, dunk contest. Yeah. I was in the college final four slam dunk contest. And, and so I remember that lane opening up and I remember getting like seeing the rim and like in any other time, a hundred times out of a hundred, I just would have gone up. I don't care who's on the other side of that. And right. I just completely wussed out kind of like, went up with a little soft layup and yeah, Richard, Richard tagged that thing. <laughs> I think that thing's still flying. It's pretty crazy. Doug. I would assume Doug could maybe find this footage. Could he not? Yeah, it's probably, it's, it's probably on VHS tape somewhere, you know? All right. Now let's talk about Arizona. Cause you've, you've admired from afar. Um, Arizona to me is, and I was talking about this a little bit uh, yesterday. Arizona to me has the, I think the second highest upside in the country when they're playing well, when they're fully engaged outside of UConn, what is Kyle Dodd from his expert lens from Tempe? Where do you, by the way, where do you live? You live in Mesa or Gilbert? I'm in Chandler. So oh, Chandler. Close yeah. enough. Whatever. Same thing. Um, what do you see from afar though with Arizona? Yeah. I mean, I, I see 
a complete basketball team. I, I think they have all the pieces to to make a run at the at the whole thing. I mean, and I mean, I think I've told you off the record that I honestly going into the league with all the the issues that different teams had in the league and. Just like I said, or I think the last time I came on with you, just the world we live in with the transfer portal and, and NIL and stuff. I, I didn't see Arizona like losing more than I, at all, maybe in, in the league. I thought maybe someone would sneak up and get him like at Utah or at Colorado, which ironically they just swept. But, um, you know, I thought maybe that's a game they might lose. Um, but I, yeah, I just thought that they were the most complete team. They have a little bit of everything. They got size, they got length. Uh, they can shoot the basketball. They got guys that can slash. Uh, they got, you know, a floor leader in Boswell, which I know, get you know, he gets a lot of grief from the U of A fans as well. But, um, yeah, I I think they have all the pieces. I just think it's, again, part of the world we live in as far as them getting to know each other, getting to comfortable playing with each other, trusting each other. Um, you're incorporating a lot of new guys uh, in a system, you know, like Tommy's, which is a fun, free-flowing system. But you got to trust each other and you got to play well together. And we've seen when they put it together, man. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't see a lot of teams in the country beating them, to be honest with you. But at the same time, we've seen some some stinkers from you guys as well. So it's, uh, you know, I think the sky's the limit for for Arizona and. You know, and in my in my house, we're hoping you blow it the first round again. But I, I I actually have a weird feeling Arizona's got a deep run in them this year. Do you like the transfer portal? Uh yes. As an ex athlete, no. do you like the transfer portal? I mean, for me, I was old school. Like I, I would have never left. Like I, I I don't know. I just feel like something about learning to become a man is when you make a commitment, you you know, you learn to work through some things. I do understand. I mean, coaches are free to leave, so players should be free to leave. I liked it a lot better when you had to sit out a year because I just think it it gave it gave a little bit of regulation to the fact that you can't just move freely. But um, I don't know, man. To be honest with you, I'm really discouraged in college athletics as a whole. I mean, just the transfer portal combined with NIL, I mean, I just really feel like it's really put – a lot of programs you look over all over the country, a lot of programs have the same problems. Right. And I think it's because you've developed a, an atmosphere and a, you know, a culture that it's, you're, you're playing for this. Um, you're right. playing for this. You're, you're in, and I don't blame the kids. I mean, you, you're playing for your next contract and, right. um, and, uh, and you're not, you know, how many people, I think we talked about this last time, how many people are playing for this anymore? And it's how many people are backing the A yeah, I mean right. that's the, that's the truth. I mean, it's just, and I know Arizona's in a little bit different situation. Um, you know, obviously you you can still get some dudes there, and that that obviously always helps when you get some players. Um, and and not saying a ASU doesn't have players or other people doesn't have players, but you know, it's just it's just tough, man, when you you don't get guys to play together for multiple years. That's why I think Stanford is a team that's like frustrating to me because they got guys that have played together and right. have experience and. I feel like they could put it together at some point. I just think maybe athleticism hurts them at some at, at times. All right. Let's talk Bobby Hurley. You are Bobby Hurley number one fan. And you know what? I appreciate here's here's what I like about Kyle Dodd, amongst many things. Um, Kyle Dodd reminds me a lot of myself. And I don't know that that's really a compliment to Kyle Dodd, <laughs> but you know, he'll engage with the folks on Twitter. He'll go back and forth, but generally knows when to, you know, generally knows when to stop, but also has a die is die hard is going to back his people. 
Make the case for Bobby Hurley, and then I'm going to make the case for Eric Musselman. I almost said Erica Musselman because there's an Erica <laughs> in here. Make the case for Bobby Hurley and why he is the man to lead you forward because I know you believe this. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of what I was just saying. I mean, there's not too many true Sun Devils anymore. I mean, like I said, you're getting guys for one year and and gone and moving on to more money or whatever the case may be. But to me, Bobby Hurley's a Sun Devil. He wants to be here. He's he's had other opportunities to leave. He likes, you know, Arizona State. And he's taken us places, you know, and, and I know you guys, anybody that's listening on, on your end will probably make fun of me for saying this, but he's taken us places we don't we don't normally go. We don't have the rich history. And, you know, like the middle of his tenure, we – you know, right, right before the world shut down, I mean, we were headed to, you know, another 21 season and another tournament. And I think, you know, the, the four, four year stretch he had, hadn't happened in like 65 years at ASU. Right. And, um, you know, what he did last year with, uh, you know, putting that team together. And even this year, I mean, these guys are struggling and at times have been hard to watch, but man, we play hard and we, and we, and they battle for them. And I just think at Arizona state, I don't think uh, I don't think we can do better than Coach Hurley. I think he's he's a guy that wants to be here. He's a Sun Devil, and I just love the fact that his guys would run through a wall for him. And and again, the kind of the 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 culture of college basketball. I think he's the right guy, uh, you know, for us. All right, now I'm going to make the case for somebody else. I'm going to try to help out my good friend Kyle Dodd. But first, Kyle Dodd, when was the last time you went to Circle K? Uh, yesterday, man. You went to Circle K, duh. I did. He's Kyle Dodd. He's going to go to Circle K. All right. Are you part of the inner circle? Uh, the K maybe stands for Kyle, not. Uh, <laughs> I you, you think so. Be, you should be part of the inner circle. You get cheaper gas. But either way, check it out. Uh, join inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. And let's say that you're looking for a place to go uh, watch a game at McHale because it's packed, unlike Desert Financial. And you don't know how to get in there, though. Game time, my friends. Game time will help you out there for the people, by the people. Check it out. Uh, let's see here. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Uh, redeem code uh, PHNX for $20 off your purchase. Uh, download today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Eric Musselman, that is the answer to your problems. The must bus. Hop on yes. the must bus. And we're going to get back to the game, and then we're going to talk a bunch of uh, alumni stuff. Why are you against Eric Musselman? What about Eric Musselman do you hate, Kyle? Dunn? No, I Muss is my guy. I'm on. A, I'm actually on a text thread with Muss. Uh, it's not that I. <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't love having Eric Musselman as a coach. It's just that I don't think we. I don't want him right now. <laughs> like if, right. if Bobby ever decided to take another job and and he was moving on his way, then Muss would probably be the my number one pick. But uh, you know, like. Like I was joking with you the other night. I'm like, you know, you said Muss is an upgrade. I was like, well, Muss is an upgrade over Tommy too. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if I really believe that, but I'm just saying like, I don't, I'm not thinking about that. I can't, you know, I can't even go there right now, but I, I do love Muss. That's my guy, man. He's a great guy. So Muss, I will say this, Muss would get the attention of the college basketball world at ASU. And how cool would it be to have, watch a coach that you have no clue if he's going to take his shirt off during a game, if he's going to take his pants off during the game, and you would have a front row seat for this, Kyle Dodd. Yeah, but you also have a co we have a coach right now that you have no clue if he's going <laughs> to do a lot of stuff too. But uh, 
Yeah, I know. I mean, I honestly, Mus has done a, a tremendous job at Arkansas. Obviously, they you know struggling this year. I think again, kind of goes back to the same thing we were talking about. But uh, yeah, he's he's a terrific dude and a terrific basketball coach. All right, we're gonna get to some uh, we're gonna get to some all time conference stuff here in just a second. But Kyle Dodd, what kind of basketball player was Shane Diefenbach? Oh man, Shane's a baller, man. Uh, minus the mustache, you know, when he was a kid, he uh, yeah, he's he got good in- height. <laughs> no, Shane was a guy, man. I know you're probably referring to. He was in my basketball academy at one point, and Shane came in and and worked his tail off every day, man. He got in there and and uh, put in the work, and he got everything he could out of. Uh, Shane doesn't strike me as quick twitch. Is this fair? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't, he wasn't going to jump over the top of a lot of people or or fly by a lot of people, but uh, you know, Shane was a good. He was a good player, though. All right, now let's talk. Uh, let's. Well, we're going through our, all right, the last 30 years, Kyle Dodd and I were messaging back and forth about this and texting about this. We're going to go with our best players at each position for the last 30 years in the Pac-10 slash Pac-12, kind of as an homage to moving on. Um, So let's start. It gets interesting here at the point guard spot first. Who is your point guard, Kyle Dodd? Do you want to go with the, uh, the Phoenician Mike Bibby or there's one other choice? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it, this was crazy, and I just was listing off name after name. Um, yeah, it's wild, know, isn't it? I have my selfish, you know, you know, opinions. Like I got like Jason Gardner is one of my all-time favorite guys, ironically, because right. I think, I mean, he's just a great person, and I thought he was as good as anybody in the league, you know, for a while. Um, I mean, obviously, Baron Davis, you know, you go back to Gary Payton. Luke Ridenour was ridiculous to guard. Um, Jason but, Terry. Jason Terry, I mean, Salim, I mean, all the guys you guys had, Earl Watson. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would honestly probably go just just pure talent like Baron Davis or, or Bibby for sure. You know who I'd go? I would go uh, – I'm going Mike Bibby, but then after that for my second team, I'm going Jason Kidd. Yeah, um, J.K., I didn't know. Yeah, Jason Kidd. To me, it's those two. Uh, Baron yeah. Davis physically was just like a specimen, obviously. Yeah. But – Mike Bibby, Jason Kidd, I need to win a game. Uh, those are going to be my two at the point guard spot. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's there's been a, I mean, guys that I you wouldn't even mention or wouldn't even remember, you know. Like, I mean, I remember going my freshman year going against a guy, DeAndre Tanner at no Oregon Tanner. State. And, and I was like, man, welcome to college basketball. This dude just backed me down the length of the floor. I was 145 pounds just flopping, you know, flying off of him. And I mean, he was just a good player. I mean, Sinq Carey was at uh, Washington, my freshman. Yeah, they, I mean, it's just been Ridenour to me though was the hardest guy I've ever had to guard. Interesting, um, I could see just, that. Just you never, you could never relax. He was so smart. Um, you know, off the ball, on the ball. Um, yeah, he was. That was the one one guy for me that I I just thought was the toughest to guard, along with Jason. Jason Gardner, you couldn't relax either. I mean, that guy was so smart and. If you just took your eye off the ball one time, he's you know he'd slip behind you and, and knock down a three or, or whatnot. But yeah, it was the league, man. It's it was loaded. All right, let's go shooting guard position. Um, shooting guard's interesting. I have another name that came to uh, that I actually think I'm going to put at number one. Um, I think. Listen, it's it's difficult. This one's difficult for me. I mean, we're gonna. Dave, I think I'm going Brandon Roy at shooting guard. Yeah, he's I didn't think about him until somebody on Shear's message board brought it up, but Brandon Roy was Brandon Roy was just he was amazing. Yeah, I mean Brandon, um, you know, James Harden, Miles Simon, 
I mean, Dickerson. Those are three, right? Yeah, I mean, you, I, I'm thinking, yeah, like, you know, off the ball guards. But, yeah, I mean, first, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Roy was – he was pretty – uh pretty dang good for sure. And Washington had a, a run of, of really good guards at that time too. Right. And then you had some other guys too, AZ Wildcat fan, Khalid Reeves. Uh, a lot of people consider the best shooting guard in school history, averaged 24 a game. Ed Gray, Eddie House. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Eddie House. Um, uh, oh, Eddie's Eddie's my number one, man. Eddie, Eddie. Uh, I mean, Pac-10 pack, pack record holder, tied with Luau Sender for uh, most points in the game. I, you know, I tell you all the time, that's me and Eddie combined for 64 points that game. He had 61 and I had three, so we got after. did you have in that game? I don't remember, man. I, I remember I hit like a very early shot in that game and then never shot again. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I know that the one, the game, I think I had 10 assists against when he had 40 plus against UCLA and we blew them out, which uh, I think that was one of my better, you know, I like people tell, I think people after that game were like, man, you as a freshman, you and Eddie are really starting to gel and you're developing some really good chemistry. And I felt like looking at these reporters and like, this ain't that hard, man. I just give him the ball and get the hell out of the way, you know? Right. Right. All right. Small forward. I'm going to, we're going to go with some of the players that you probably grew up with uh, growing up in LA. Ed O'Bannon to me is the easy number one. Ed O'Bannon, uh, national player of the year. Um, you know, uh, obviously won a championship. Artesia High's finest. Uh, Ed O'Bannon, that is an easy one for me at this uh, number one small forward spot. Yeah. Ed O'Bannon's up there for sure. I mean, they got another guy in Artesia that could be a shooting guard or, or, you know, small forward. Jason Capona was pretty dang, yeah, pretty dang good sure. um, in the league. If we're just talking just the league, I mean, mm-hmm. Casey Jacobson uh, was just a pure, right. pure scorer, pure shooter. Um, I mean, man, there's, you know, I, like we were talking about this last night and I was joking and then like my mind was going nuts and I was like dreaming about it. Like names were flying through my head. There's just right. so many. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ed O'Bannon, I grew up a, uh, a UCLA fan being in Southern California, right. UCLA basketball and SC football. I kind of weird, but, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ed O'Bannon, that was a fun team to watch. Tyus Edney, Ed O'Bannon, his brother, Toby Bailey, J.R. Henderson, Jelani, Boy, George Zedek. Zedek, man. Yeah. Zedek was underrated, man. So. Yeah. Yeah. So did that to me, you know, who, uh, you know, who I put at number two, I think, and I didn't even realize this until I looked at his stats and another uh, California guy, Lamont Murray, um, Lamont Murray averaged 24 points per game his junior year. It was with Jason Kidd. That was a, that was a really fun one, two punch, uh, looking at it in hindsight, 24 points per game. Hard to argue with that. I'm going Lamont Murray probably is my second best small forward. Yeah, he was, he was ridiculous as a scorer too. And you know, uh, I like, I was even thinking like guys like Luke Jackson at Oregon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as just being in the league and dominating the league, he was an awesome college basketball player, you know? Right. There's a lot of guys. I mean, I'm, I think of, you know, Michael Dickerson, you know, yep. leading score on a championship team, average 19 a game before getting hurt in the NBA. Um, And then, uh, all right, here's where it gets fascinating for me. Power forward, power forward. Um, I'm going to probably be a little biased here, but maybe I'm not being biased. I can't think of a better power forward than Derek Williams. D will was up there, man. He was up there. I don't know. Uh, you know, what's funny is I don't know if you know this story, but I, I think we had a, a like a legit chance at Derek Williams early. And I don't think Herb, uh, Herb Sendick was the coach at the time. He didn't think he could shoot and didn't think he fit. And yeah, about uh, two games into his career at Arizona, you know, I remember someone saying that and I'm like, 
what? Like, uh, yeah, he was, he was ridiculous. He was, he was on that team with my boy, Kyle Fogg. He was. So I was, uh, you know, I watched a lot of Arizona basketball that, uh, that year. And actually ironically went to a bunch of U of A games in McHale sat courtside. Um, and nobody even knew that I was there. <laughs> uh, sat actually had the Richard Jefferson parking pass because the guy, one of the guys I was going with to the games with was actually Richard Jefferson's agent. So, um, really? yeah, so I sat, I, I sat at a lot of games at McHale center that year watching my boy foggy. Um, I was living in California at the time and I think I just maybe moved back, um, for like one of the seasons he was there, but yeah, nobody knew. I just slipped in, you slipped out. Slithered on in. Right yep. I like it. All right. Yep. All right. My other one is I'm going with Sharif Abdur-Rahim. Um, I like that era of Cal basketball because I have no problem with cheating in college basketball. So I'm fine with it. Um, everybody does it now. Todd Bozeman was bringing in all these players that uh, should probably have never been at Cal. Jason Kidd, uh, Lamont Murray, Sharif Abdur-Rahim, conference player of the year as a freshman, went off to be the third pick. That is my power forward, Kyle Dodd. Yeah, I, I can't go. You can't really go wrong there. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I might go a U of A guy too up there. Michael Wright. Love Michael uh, Wright. Michael Wright. Rest in peace. Uh, he, yep. he was to me as good a college big man as I played against, like actually playing against, right. um, Sean Lampley, mm-hmm. uh, Cal was pretty good. I, you know, I got to go my, my, my dude, Sam Ike Diago, Sam Clancy. Yeah. I mean that Sam Clancy, that USC team was loaded. Clancy blue th- Granville, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, Ike Diagu, like I know that's tough for you guys, but Ike, Ike was Ike was a beast. Ike was ri- ridiculous. I mean, I think he scored in double figures every game of his career, and and he Ike was came in at nineteen and left at twenty two points yeah. per game. Ike was yeah. Ike was Ike was the man. Ike is an yeah. all time ASU guy for sure. Yeah, for sure. The uh, fun stat, fun story about that USC team. Um, remember, uh, was it? Uh, do you remember Adam Spanich? Yep. So Arizona was on the way to being the first 18 and 0 team in conference history. Um, and uh, I believe it was the last game of the season. Adam Spanich made a shot at the buzzer. And this was the 97, 98 team that had everybody back that hit like the heel of the rim and bounced in at the end, 17 and one. No good. After that was not happy about that. Kyle Adam Spanich also, I think was the one that hit that crazy shot at uh Matt court at yeah. Oregon when they were, I think they were down five with only a couple seconds left and like stole the ball and hit a, hit a three at the buzzer there. So he had some big shots. Yeah. I forgot about him. I didn't, I don't think, I think he left right when I got there, but. But yeah, that SC team was. I think those they were made good. It. Those were good SC teams. They went to the Elite Eight, I think, with Trapagne and Granville and Clancy and those guys and Scalabrini and Compton High's finest, Jeff Trapagne. Yep, he that talk about freak athlete, man. That dude could jump out of the gym. We actually got in a a brawl. Uh, not game not was, Kyle Dodd. Yeah, we got a brawl with USC my freshman year. Jeff Trapagne and Avi Story. You guys might remember that. Oh, A W V E E. Yeah, and. Uh, it was the game. The funny thing is the game wasn't on TV. And so like right now, you know, if it was today, I mean, we would have had 20 suspensions. Not one guy got suspended. We had photographers and media people and fans breaking it up. And it was just after the handshake line at heading up to the tunnel. Nobody ever saw it. Right. Uh, It was was a gentler era. Yeah. It was a, it was a big old Avi got uh, probably did something crazy. And then, uh, you know, did, uh, got into it uh, with Jeff Trapani after the game. So was this as good as the AJ Bramlett Eddie House scrap? Yeah, I, th- this was a full on. Yeah, it was pretty crazy because uh, multiple people were getting in and trying to pull bodies off, and 
different. So yeah, the Eddie House Bramlett one was that was on the street though. That was outside a hotel, right? Rep, yes, there certainly was. Yeah. Oh, uh, Greenway High School's finest question here. What happened to his teammate at hometown kid Chad Pruitt? Love Chad Pruitt. Or uh, first saw Chad Pruitt play RJ in the uh, state championship game, St. Mary's against Green, or not St. Mary's, uh, uh, Moon Valley against Greenway. You have the floor, Kyle Dodd. Uh, Big Red Man was <laughs> probably awesome. one of my all-time favorite people and teammates. He was awesome. And you know what's funny is, so he ended up having a long career in Germany. He still lives over there, got married, stayed stayed over there. But um, every year he would come and the Suns would have pre-draft workouts uh, and they'd bring in bigs and they'd always have Big Red because he was local, go against the bigs. And, you know, he was undersized, 6'9", and, you know, wasn't a, a great athlete. But every pre-draft workout, Red would just kill these guys, like do dominate and, and just make them look stupid because he, he was like Kevin McHale in the sense that he just had a – yeah. thousand post moves he could shoot it he could do this and i remember talking to some of the front office guys at the suns um because at this time i first started getting into like working out players to go to the draft workout so i i would like had access to go and study and watch and try to figure out what they were doing but i remember talking to a couple of people at the front office at the time and they're like at what point do we actually like we were just bringing him in basically to go against guys. At what point do we actually like start looking at him, look at this guy? Cause he just kills people. And I just think red didn't have the size, the, the leg to play in the NBA, but yeah, he had an awesome career in Germany and I think I retired a couple of years ago and he still lives over there. Yeah. I was a big fan. Like I said, Greenway's finest. Um, all right. Now um, let's talk centers to me. The first one is Kevin love. Um, love to me was just, he, he was different. He had the entire package. He was big. He was strong. He had the West unsold outlet pass. Um, Kevin Love to me is the best center. That one was an easy one for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, Caleb, for sure. He had a heck of a career. I mean, Collins twins at uh, mm -hmm. Stanford, Lopez twins at Stanford. Yep. Uh, Mark Madsen had a good career at Stanford. Jeff Pendergraph? Uh, Pendergraph, Dan Gadzurik. Uh, you know, I mean, I, all these names. Yeah, Lauren Woods had a yeah. Lauren Woods was Channing Fry. I mean, Channing Fry. Yeah, they um, they the the league again had had some really good centers, you know, back in the day. And you know, obviously the game the game has changed, so you don't have a, a lot of guys that you throw the ball to on the block anymore. But yeah, I mean, K Love to me had a, a little bit of everything. He could step out and shoot the ball, um, and then the, yeah, his outlet passes were man. I would be, would have been fun to be a point guard playing in that, you know, with well, yeah. a guy like that. The one, the one guy that I have no clue what to do with in this list is DeAndre Ayton. Um, you look at his stats in college, you know, you're 22 and 11, you're consensus first team all American. You're the first pick in the draft, but and I'm, I'm probably get beat up by U of A fans, but I don't care. Um, DeAndre just never struck me as a winner. DeAndre yeah. struck me as a, like, a, in, and I don't think that I'm not totally surprised by what's going on with the call, you know, yeah. what's going on in the NBA right now. DeAndre just struck me as he played basketball because it was easy. I don't know that I necessarily wanted DeAndre Ayton over some of the other players. How about what's the, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, I think DeAndre is a, uh, a good kid. And I think the problem with DeAndre is he's a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> he, I think he was given so much early on in life and, you know, he got involved in, you know, I mean, people were just pulling him in all types of directions and I don't know how much basketball, uh, you know, really meant to him other than just, it was just a way of life. And I, I, I told people last night on the little ASU spaces we did that, 
you know, that was the By year. The way, I think- you never answer my questions when I text when I te- <laughs> text you. I say, please address this. You never do on your space. <laughs> I don't. I never pay attention to my phone while I'm talking. So, but yeah, I mean, I I said it last night. I uh, that was the year we were twelve and zero, uh, number three in the country. I think someone had lost early in the day. The last we were the last undefeated team in the country going to U of A on New Year's Eve, and I think it was an up and down preseason for Arizona and. And I remember walking in like, man, we can win this game. We're going to be number one in the country. Like, we're going to be 13-0. and 0. Like, this is Arizona right. State basketball. What is going on? I was losing my mind. And I walked into McHale Center. And me, Doug Tamron, and Tim Healy ran right in the hallway. First fr- first freaking person we saw was DeAndre Ayton. And I'm like, ah, damn. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, he was just a specimen, man. And, and we, that day, Doug, Doug Tamron always says we got Aiton, man. I mean, he, right. he was a beast and we had some good post players that year, Romello White, and Daquan mm-hmm. Lake and stuff, but he was just, he was a load. And I think if he had a little bit, I guess to get back to my first point, if he had a little bit of a mean streak in him, that guy could be ridiculously good. And, you know, I, I don't root against the guy, obviously I, you know, when he came here or the sons and stuff and, Portland, I, I mean, I hope he figures it out because he's just got a boatload of talent. I've never seen anybody. I've never seen anybody at Arizona that walked in that just looked so much different than oh. everybody else that's ever walked through here. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, it was like I got. <laughs> I had. I like the whole drive down to Tucson. I was like, I I allowed myself to believe we were winning that game, right? And then I literally ran into him, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> he just looks so much different than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. Even in college basketball, he looks so much yeah. different. Um, all right, so there's our uh, – now, I want my, I'm going to ask Kyle Dodd about some players from the 01 team for all you young bucks that didn't see this. But first, the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Hold on. Let me pull this uh, – oh, hold on. That's My screen is freezing. All right, hold on just a second. Here we go. All right, the BetMGM Sportsbook app, all kinds of good stuff. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Uh, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Mobile's uh, Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. You'll receive 150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Let's hear uh, Damon with the disclaimer. Promo code 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW or call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. All right, let's say you're like Kyle Dodd and you're predicting a big win for ASU basketball. You could make a lot of money on the BetMGM Sportsbook app if you believe Kyle, uh, Kyle, or you could be like me and say that Arizona's going to win. Now, I'm generally an idiot, so you might want to go against me, but not on this one. And one last one. Kyle Dodd, have you ever won the Arizona lottery? I have not, but I need to. All right, let's, uh, let's, all right. The Arizona lottery is just not about playing games and winning prizes. Like Kyle Dodd, it's about giving back to the state and the community. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Okay, low-tone Capone, very, uh, very interesting remark. Uh, Buffalo had no problem with Aiton. Well, maybe that's more of an ASU problem that they did have a problem with Aiton, my good friend. Just saying, just saying. All right, I want to ask you uh, about something. You uh, obviously you played against the 01 team. We've talked about this before on the show. Um, in my opinion, out of all the players that uh, I've ever seen at Arizona, and I didn't get to see Sean Elliott, um, I think Bibby's the best player I've ever seen. Gilbert Arenas, I think, was the most naturally talented. 
What are your what are your uh, recollections of being on the court? And keep in mind, everybody talks about Kylan Boswell coming in as a 17 year old and playing. Gilbert Arenas was a 17 year old as well. What were your just your your memories of Gilbert Arenas on the court? Yeah, man, Gilbert. Uh, it, I think the main thing that I I realized real early is he was wiry, but. He, he was ridiculously strong, like stronger than he looked, uh, stronger than what his body looked like. I mean, he, he I mean, obviously was gifted and, and, and looked like a player, but I remember him being able to, you know, get his shoulder, you know, below your hip. And I kind of prided myself on staying in front of anybody, yeah. you know, You're that was my, athlete. yeah, that was my, my deal is like, that's basically what I did for four years at ASU. I didn't shoot the basketball. I guarded my tail off. And, and I remember a couple of times getting switched off on Gilbert and, just blowing through your hip. <laughs> I mean, he, and yeah, he just, he was one of those guys that you could do everything right defensively and you just couldn't stop him. Um, and, and I, yeah, he was, he was ridiculous. That, that whole team, honestly, that Arizona team. I mean, I look at some of the guys they were bringing off the bench that year and yeah, Luke was Walton. Just, yeah I mean, <laughs> your guy, Luke too. Walton. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm on the most hated list, man. We, that was one, one, one weak moment uh, in Tucson. <laughs> right. Um, so let me, all right, let me ask you this. Gilbert Arenas at his peak, James Harden at his peak, who wins one-on-one? Uh, that's tough because James is a guy that's kind of the very similar. James probably more physical uh, player. Right. Gilbert's probably a better athlete, obviously. Right. But then James was kind of under like a sneaky athlete yeah, too. James uh, was sneaky athletic for yeah, sure. Yeah, he could he could jump and and when you just didn't expect it. But I mean, both of those guys that'd be a they, fun game to watch. Oh, they they could create shots, and I mean, like Gilbert. I remember, I think, uh, watching the game when Gilbert was with the Wizards and put 55 up on Kobe and the Lakers. 61 on Kobe. Let's yeah. not get to six yes, points. That's right. All right, 61. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, then you look at James, same thing. I mean, his his ability to just on those nights when he gets it going. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I, I In a one-on-one game, maybe with James's ability to probably back him down a little bit, just a little bit more physical, maybe. Right. But, I, don't, I mean, you can't. A little bit bigger. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no way to, to pick that one, you know, outside of just flipping a coin. All right, moving on to the Big Twelve. Uh, Kyle Dodd, what are your opinions about the Big Twelve? I am ready to get out of the Pac Twelve. I miss, I'm going to miss the Pac Twelve, but the Pac Twelve now is not the Pac Twelve that I grew up watching in the '90s. Where, I mean, uh, even at ASU, give me an example. I went to go watch ASU when uh, Damon and Khalid were uh, there, the f- uh, Final Four year. And it still was not easy to get a ticket. And I'm not just beating up on ASU. There was just so much more fan support across the. I mean, look at Maples. You played in Maples. You know that. Maples, outside of Duke and a couple other places, where were about uh, it was about as difficult a place to play. Pauly, back in the day with Jim Herrick, was not an easy ticket. Um, it just, dude, it's just not the same anymore, man. Like, I just look at all these empty venues. USC, pfft, UCLA, pfft. I yeah. mean, I can just keep going on and on down the list. It's just not what you, what I grew up and what you grew up playing in. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, you go around to some of these buildings, and I mean, I was been kind of going at it with a couple of your fans on on Twitter about you know, oh, you were you were fudging the stats, and you got called on it. Yeah, but really, there's one team in the league that's notorious for fudging the stats, and it's the team above us. And and I could tell you firsthand being that's, there, what they called out on Saturday, and what was actually there on Saturday. Right, not close. But I mean, even regardless, like ASU, um, 
you know, that's another thing that to go back to the Bobby thing. I mean, we, we've had, um, you know, outside the U of A game, we never got, you know, a full building and we've had uh, some really good crowds under Bobby and, and we'll end up again in the top three in attendance um, outside, you know, obviously U of A is always going to be the top not in second, attendance. Though, not second. That's lane. true. But uh, yeah, I mean, Maples was filled. Oregon used to be crazy with Matt court and, you know, their building's nice, but it's, too big and you know i mean um yeah it's it's every it's arena feels like gill coliseum now yeah and i mean even even oregon state was haas pavilion people always laugh at me but haas pavilion back in the day was crazy hard to play in because the acoustics in that building just right. an old building it was so loud and they used to get great crowds and yeah stanford was i mean stanford, stanford was the, it was stanford like had a, had a very duke feel to it that's what i was gonna, yeah it, it was it right. was basically cameron you know, Cameron indoor of the West. I'll never forget this story. So this is the year after Arizona wins the national championship. <laughs> That's for you. Low tone Capone. Um, and Michael Dickerson's shooting at the free throw line. And keep in mind, this is before social media. This is before all of that. And they start chanting out Shauna and you know, everyone's like, what the heck is this? Shauna was, his ex-girlfriend, somebody, <laughs> the name of his ex-girlfriend, somebody found out who that was and they started just chanting. And he said, man, it, that did throw me off. That was the Pac-12 that I grew up like. <laughs> I'm going to give, I'm going to give Arizona fans, you're, you're welcome for this. I'm going to give you guys some ammunition against me, but uh, well, I was at the free it, throw yes. line my freshman year, 150 pounds, you know, little acne on the face, spiky right. surfer hair from Orange County. And the Stanford crowd started chanting Shermanator <laughs> from American Pie. I know. And I'm like, sure. I heard it. I was like, Shermanator. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I looked over at my bench and like even some of my assistant coaches, you know, that had seen the movie and people are just dying. And I'm like, oh man. I was like, all right, all right. I took my Tony head. Benford, one of them. Tony Benford, Coach Pano, Coach O'Dowd. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So I'm like, all right, pretty good, you know. But they, yeah, their their student section was obviously Stanford educated. But they, yeah, they had some of the best. They would do their they would do their homework. You know, UCLA puts out the cheat sheet or whatever. It's the dumbest thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, that thing it's sucks. A, it's nice terrible. Try. Yeah, I mean, uh, but Stanford actually legit like, yeah, would they would know your family's name and you know whatnot. Um, yeah, but yeah. and Michael yeah. Dickerson was a quiet dude too. So I just remember yeah. like when he was interviewed after the game, and he's like. He's like, man, he's like, that was insane. He's like, yeah. I have no clue. And I, you know, I have no clue like what kind of breakup it was, but they clearly knew who his ex-girlfriend was. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that that was the stuff that I grew up watching and yeah. just loved about the pack. And it just didn't feel like it's there. But one thing, though, that is there is the Phoenix Raceway. Kyle Dodd, you strike me as somebody that hangs out at the of Phoenix Raceway. You're cool. You got kids. They're athletically inclined. You're a man of the people. Kyle Dodd, have you ever been to the Phoenix Raceway? That's the problem. My kids are too busy with the sports, but I probably need to get over there. They probably would enjoy it. So. All right. Well, either way, don't be like Kyle Dodd and get over there. Get your uh, tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th to 10th. Promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com and Illegal Pete's. Have you ever been to Illegal Pete's, Kyle Dodd? Yes, I have All been right. to it. All right. Now. 
Kyle Dodd has been there. The great Kyle Dodd has been there. Take advantage of Illegal Pete's weekly deals. Kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. Do you work in healthcare or education? Take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day. 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right, moving into the Big 12. How do you feel that ASU is equipped uh, in both sports? Uh, we can also talk about your guy, Dilly, who we actually like a great deal on this show. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think uh, I think football, the conference, is, is going to be a little bit easier of a transition for both of our schools, honestly. I mean, I think, uh, you know. Uh, we are a football school in Tucson. <laughs> hey, man. He did. He had, he had a rolling for sure. Um, where's Jed these days anyway, but anyway, um, yeah, I think, I think honestly it's, you know, it, football doesn't scare me, you know, right. I, I think, uh, you know, I think that both of our schools will be fine. Um, basketball, you're going into a really, really loaded basketball conference where like we just talked about every, Every road game is going to be ridiculous. It's so hard to win road games in any conference, but you know, on the Big Twelve, you you watch it. I mean, the big the the winner of the Big Twelve this year is probably going to have six or seven losses, right. which is is rare. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited in the sense that you know to to experience some of these schools, but at the same time, I you know I'm a Pac-12, Pac-10 guy, so it's as it winds down, I've you know, every place that I go that I probably, you know, like Oregon last week or Oregon state, it's like, I'm not, we're never going to play Oregon in a non-conference game, you know? So right. probably, I'd probably never be, be go to Eugene again, which whatever. I mean, but uh, you know, I'm just kind of soaking it all up, but yeah, it's going to be some new adventures. I was that I haven't texted you this and I've been meaning to text you this for quite a while. Uh, you look at, uh, I've always thought the template to win at ASU is this. You can get a lot of the high three-star kids that are in the Valley and the ones that are like the Phoenicians, the ones that are, I'll, I'll use Jalen Williams as an example. How, do, and again, I get that he's a late bloomer. I get all of that. How do you let Jalen Williams out of the Valley when his other school is Santa Clara? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. you had the, to have known about him. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, recruiting these days is, is different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, what Kenny's doing in the football side of things is uh, obviously Kenny being a Sun Devil, um, and he's selling that. You know, staying home. You know, being being a part of the you know the homegrown talent and stuff. I think is cool. Um, I do think that you know what Bobby's been able to do in recruiting and go outside of Arizona and outside of California and go some places that we haven't gone in the past. Um, you know, get you know get a guy from Maryland, get a guy from Florida. I mean has been cool too. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's recruiting these days. I, I wouldn't, I would not want to be a college coach right now. I mean, having to recruit your own players to stay and then having to recruit other players. And I mean, how many people are even recruiting high school kids anymore here? I mean, a lot of guys are just looking at the recruiting the portal and it's just but a weird time. These, you train all these kids. They should be just talking to you nonstop uh, and having you filter these kids. Not in. anymore, on, man. When I was, when I was training, uh, kids that, you know, obviously, uh, it's so funny because when I was actually running my academy and trade, like I had a kid, Casey Benson, that played at Oregon, you know, mm -hmm. and it was so strict, you know, and I was so scared to get in trouble. Like I couldn't even like Kate and Casey, like, you know, grew up with me and his, his brother, TJ, I don't know, is, uh, is on, on the, the staff, yeah. on the Arizona staff. I mean, so like, but I couldn't even tell like Casey, Hey man, you should go to ASU. Like I was so scared to get in trouble. I mean, I had, I had, uh, you know, Marvin Bagley and, 
mm-hmm. those guys in the gym and like yeah I, and i was so scared to because i also did the announcing you know and but um now man it's like anything goes you know i would have been set i would have been steering everybody in that direction not that they would listen to me and what but. can you can you comment on uh, i want your eval on a couple players in the valley that i'm sure you've seen are you allowed to comment on them uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So how good, what are, t- talk to me. I, I get people that ask me this all the time and I've seen them once. How, how good are Eddie house's kids? Uh, I haven't seen them live, uh, since they were, I think just re- just before high school. But I mean, just from what I've heard and seen the highlights and stuff, I think, uh, like, yeah, they're really good. I think, um, very gifted, uh, athletically, you know, lightning quick, like Eddie was defensively, right. they get after it. Like, like their brother, Jalen, right. Um, and I think they, yeah, they can, they can fill it up a little bit. I, yeah. I mean, I, what I've heard is that they're, you know, they're major division one basketball players and, you know, we'll probably get, you know, get to play wherever they want. Cam Holmes. I can speak for Cam Holmes is fantastic. Big lefty. Uh, uh have you seen Cam Holmes? I have not seen him. Yeah. Man, we're bringing this guy in the nose, everybody. And he hasn't seen anyone. Come on. I haven't on. gone to a high school game and, you know, once I kind of got, out of it with my kids this busy i'm at a i'm at a practice every night you know for something different with my with my family so i haven't been to a high school game i went to one high school game recently and that was probably the first one that i've been to in 10 years honestly all right here's the great kyle dodd we are going to be partying in vegas i messaged Mulebach and he is down so we're going to be hanging out right here we can make fun of jason Shear during that time maybe he'll even join us no. <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm looking forward. You set up the lunch, right? We, yeah, I, I got it set up. But don't worry, man. Here, that's what I do. I build bridges. I let others burn them. I build them. Sometimes I burn them and then I build them. But here, anyway. yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging out. The last last pack ten, pack twelve uh, deal in Vegas, and we'll we'll get it done. You got to get Tim Healy to hang out. I had a good time hanging out with Tim Healy. Yeah, he'll be there. All right. All right, Mr. Kyle Dodd, you have a great rest of your day. I'll be texting you. Everybody out there, you're all fantastic, even you, Low Tone Capone. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 